the number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica. Good morning, guys, and welcome to episode 120 of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Beckson. I'm sure many of you that have uh, listened to the podcast over the past uh, few years uh, is probably tired of uh, hearing my voice, or maybe not. Actually, somebody said to me the other day, uh, I didn't know them, and they said, are you that guy from that podcast? That's the first time that's happened. So, um, so yeah, I'll get some t-shirts made. If I can, maybe I can get some uh, a fan base going, but... Uh, anyway, just want to say thanks very much to everybody for their support this year. This will probably be the last podcast that we do this year. Um, it's been a great year for uh, a lot of you. We've been able to help with quite a few projects out there, building homes, finding land, investing in the right home, condo, uh, developing hotels, uh, or just kind of holding your hand through the kind of the due diligence process as well, just to make sure is that you're not making any uh, any faux pas. But anyway, today we're going to be taking, talking with Jill Reed. She's a real estate advisor for the Dalton Group here in Costa Rica. She's been in Costa Rica quite a few years. Uh, she's also a writer and real estate junkie, as she calls herself, and she's based up in Guanacaste. Today, we're going to be talking to her about kind of what's happening in her neck of the woods up there and just kind of getting an update of where she would also invest her money as well. I know a lot of you like to hear about where people that are here living like to invest their money. So I always like to, uh, to, to ask that question. Remember, if you need any help uh, or just want to chat with us, you can email us info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. Let's get into the podcast, guys. Good morning, Jill. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm very, very good. I really appreciate you taking the time out of what I know is a very busy day for you to uh, jump on the podcast here with us. We're, we're blessed to have you on the podcast. I am grateful for the opportunity. Thank you so not much for having me. Not at all. Not at all. Well, I gave you a bit of introduction beforehand, saying that you've, you've been in Costa Rica for quite a few years and also you, that you're up there in Guanacaste. You're a writer and real estate junkie. I got that from your LinkedIn profile, by the way. So uh, <laughs> I think that sums you up pretty well. Um, but really, again, just trying to get an idea of, you know, I mean, kind of what's going on from different viewpoints here in the market at the moment. You know, there's quite a few kind of like economic issues happening around the world. But I mean, what are you seeing happening in Costa Rican real estate at the moment? So that's a really good question. Um, we get that question almost every day from from buyers and sellers alike. And um, I think the expectation is that our market will somehow follow what the North American markets are doing. And I like to point out very often that we are still in a very hot market here in Costa Rica. We are not seeing fewer buyers. We are not seeing price reductions. Um, we are seeing more people interested in moving down and investing than ever. And, um, you know, properties are not sitting. And what I find a lot of people are seeking are investments, vacation rentals. Um, they're looking for, for good return on investment. And those types of properties in particular are flying. I mean, they may yeah. go on a market and be there for 24 to 48 hours and be under contract. Yeah. So it's a super fast market and it's super hot and there's a lot of cash coming in. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting here because, again, I mean, I think it's what we're seeing is people have cash at the moment. You know, they've done very well over the past couple of years and they just don't know what to do with that cash. You know, and I've mentioned before is if you're in North America, I mean, typically people would put it in a market or put it into real estate. But like they are 
you know, not the most stable investments at the moment. So what do you do? And, you know, with that lifestyle element that, you know, the pandemic really made people question that, you know, Costa Rica has really become an attractive investment for people. So I think that's exactly right. Yeah. I, I mean, what type of properties are you seeing that kind of are flying off the market? You mentioned their kind of vacation rent stuff. Like, is it larger homes in the million dollar plus condos? I mean, what are you seeing that is in real demand? What would you like to have more of to sell? Um, right around that $1 million mark, that 1.1, 1.2, 1.3 seems to be a sweet spot for buyers and that could be in um, either a standalone home or uh, a very, you know, high-end luxury condominium um, or even a small boutique hotel. I think that's yeah. a, a good price point. And even maybe less than a million, around 850 to 950, somewhere in there as well. I would love to see more of that. Um the other little niche that we seem to have locally here in our area, in the Tamarindo area, is people seeking homes that are in the less than 500,000 category, yeah. which is super challenging to find. So I, I am seeing some developments that are starting to offer that price point, and that is very helpful. But again, those aren't lasting very long either. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a, it, it is, there's a lot of people looking to move down and live in that type of price point as well. You know? Correct. So, I mean, what advice would you give to anyone investing in Costa Rica? You know, a lot of people are coming down for the first time or have been here a, a couple of times, but what would be your advice to them? Be careful. Uh, make sure that you trust 100% your real estate team, your advisor, Make sure that you have a good quality, um, responsive legal team. Yep. It's, it's so important to the process. And um, I would say also invest some time in researching your areas, making sure that you know at least some basic information about the area in which you're planning on investing and also research what comes after. Ask the right questions in terms of what comes after I buy in Costa Rica. How do I seek uh, residency if that's something that I want to do? How do I pay taxes? How do I do I need an accountant, et cetera, et cetera? So I would say really the three biggest factors are a solid real estate team, a trustworthy lawyer, and doing your research. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, it's, it's not for the faint hearted Costa Rica. It's not, it's not that it's easy, but it's not difficult either. As long as you have the right team, as you mentioned there. Correct. So, well, just there's a lot of us who've been doing the research for a long time. So take advantage of that if you can. Well, there's quite a lot of us who have made mistakes over the years as well. So we've learned from those mistakes and we can, we can help people learn from those mistakes. So, correct. uh, So exactly. But I mean, jumping back into the vacation rentals a little bit, I mean, what do you think type of returns that people can expect? This is a question that comes all the time, you know, and, and what advice would you give them to get even better returns than, 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 I don't know, what they could potentially get? I mean, what things could they do to improve that? It's funny because we were just talking about this actually in our team meeting yesterday. I was going around the room and asking what everybody thought in terms of a return. And it was a solid 10%. 
um, which I, when I first moved down here was definitely true. And then we, we spent a couple of years in a pandemic where that sort of went way out the window, but I think we're back there. I think we're around 10%. Um, and I think you can actually, I know you can achieve better than that. And I think that it's just pretty easy. What you have to do is make the commitment and the investment in, um, upkeep in maintenance in management. All of those things are so key in making sure that your property stays in tip top shape. We live in a tropical environment and things get destroyed really quickly. And if you're renting out on a short-term basis, your interior stuff gets broken down pretty quickly too. So it's important that you have a management team in place that can handle all of that. Um, and, and that you aren't bothered by it. If you're living out of country and, you know, you've got a crisis going on in your, in your property, you want to make sure that it's managed really well, that can be challenging. So again, do your research, ask questions and make sure you hire the right management team. Uh, so talking about property management, I mean, what are some of the questions that you would ask of a property management company to make sure, you know, to ascertain whether it's a good one or not? Okay. First of all, I want to know where they are advertising my property. I want to know how they do their marketing. I want to know if they have a channel manager to make sure that the rates are the most competitive that they can be. Um, I want to make sure that they have a professional team in place to do the cleaning and to do the maintenance and for emergencies. And I want to make sure that they have somebody that's local Um right around the corner that's available should something happen, should a crisis occur. And it's not a situation where you have a refrigerator break on a Saturday night and they can't find anybody to deal with it. It needs to be somebody who's on top of their game, who's answering their phone, who has a series of players in the right spots in order to deal with that crisis. So those are the questions that I would want to ask. And then I also want to know, are they paying my bills? Um, what does that look like? Um, what are their payouts? Are they monthly? Are they quarterly? Um, and you know, what percentage are they taking? What percentage is going toward maintenance and and cleaning, et cetera, et cetera? So those are all questions that I think you should ask um, before you hire a team. And also, um, ask around, ask other people who they've had do their management and how successful or unsuccessful that has been. That will tell you a lot. Yes, it will. It will. And it, it's interesting because there are a lot of property management companies out there, but finding the right one sometimes is, uh, it's like finding the right property. Sometimes you need to look at uh, quite a few of them and investigate a little bit. And then, you know, again, ask around and then, you know, you, you will find a good one. And when you do, hang on to that person. It's very important. I agree. I agree. Now, if you were to build a perfect house for resale, Jill, meaning that you were to, you know, start from the beginning, find the land, build a home. I mean, what attributes would that house have? Okay. So in terms of getting my money out of it, I want to be as close to the beach as I can afford to be. Yeah. Um whether that's a five minute drive or a five minute walk, I, I want to push that as, as much as I can, like getting close to the beach is really important for your return. Um, then I would, there's a couple of things that I tell people, cause I have had a lot of clients do builds and they ask the same question. 
And I suggest that you make sure you have sufficient bedrooms. Make sure that you are building at this point, four bedrooms is kind of a minimum for something yep. like this. Um, and, you know, in particularly in Hacienda Pinilla, we're seeing six, seven, eight bedrooms, that sort of thing to accommodate very big parties. Um, also make sure that you have a really nice outdoor covered living area, outdoor kitchen, pool, all of that. It makes a huge difference when you're renting out in terms of space and where people can hang out. And, you know, you don't all have to hang out in the same space. You want to be able to sort of branch out. So along those lines, if you can put in a second living room indoors to entertain teenagers or middle school age kids, um, that sort of thing is really important. And I would say um, all ensuite, if you can, like make sure every bedroom has its own bathroom. I think that's really important. And if you can make sure each bedroom has um, a view and if possible, an exit to a nice outdoor space as well. Um, Garage and storage are really nice to have. Even if you're trying to build something to sell in the rental market, it's important for anyone who's buying that property that they have storage that's lockable away from guests and they're able to to keep things private. Um, And then I would say, if you can afford it, one of the last things that you really want to focus on are your um, finishes, your, your upgrades and your kitchens and your bathrooms. Just a little bit higher end appliance, a little bit higher end um, cabinetry, countertops, those things make a big difference. So I, I think th- those are the places and things that I would look for when I'm building a house, which I just did. So well, few for that, because the homes that we're building, it sounds exactly what you described. So good for that. Oh, good, uh, good, yeah. excellent. Well, I, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, even the house that we're building over there in Hacienda Pania in Los Golondinas is exactly the same as you described, you know, six bedrooms. So, uh, and has that kind of secondary living bunk room for the kids to kind of hang out in. And yeah, it's it's amazing bedroom parity, how important that's becoming as well. The ensuite, you know, because nobody likes to be given the dungeon room with no toilet, you know, so uh, yeah. Mm-mm. No, yeah. that's exactly right. We're just starting to see some things from the American market filter down. I've been seeing homes now with, um, with cinemas, you know, with yep. their own movie theaters and um, pool table rooms. I mean, those have been around for a little while, but these more, more, the more luxurious upgrades, like, like a movie room are starting to come into play in this market. Well, I think it's also that a lot of people are coming, they're spending more time in Costa Rica now. Beforehand, it was just like, hey, I'm coming down for a week and then I'm out. Whereas people are like, hey, I'm going to come down for a month and work two months, three months, you know, throughout the year. So it's just different now and when you live in a home a home to live in sometimes could be designed differently than a vacation rental you know um you know like a home with a pool the pool for a vacation rental sometimes needs to be a little bit more luxurious you know because it's kind of like a play thing whereas to live in it you don't need it as much as that half the time true it's nice to have it but it doesn't have to be top of the line right yeah, yeah, exactly. So, well, I mean, I'm working with and seeing a lot of people that are, are looking to invest in boutique hotels at the moment, you know, or multi-unit rentals, you know, and land to create these. But I'd love to get your perspective on what you're seeing. And if you're seeing the same, why you think that is? Well, I think that's, I mean, I think 
the biggest factor in that is people looking for return on investment. They want to have something that um, will make money all year round and short-term rentals is really where you can get a lot of, you know, bang for your buck. You you can put minimal investment in and still be able to get a solid return. Um, I agree with you. I think that is a huge space in our market right now. People are really looking for that place with, you know, three, four or five cabinas, bungalows, villas, whatever on their property you know, maybe one main home or one main living space that they can convert for themselves to use when they're in town and the rest of it can be completely rented out, which makes sense because then you get to use the property and you don't have to, it's not like a single family home that you're renting out on a full-term basis and you've got to carve out time for yourself to get in it. Yeah. With with a small hotel, a boutique hotel like that, you can come anytime and still you're able to rent it out and make money. So that makes a lot of sense. And also just from having come through the pandemic, I think for a lot of people, you want to have a place that you can go to and be there. Um, or if you're stuck away from it, it still tends to run itself. And I think yeah. that that's what you get when you when you do a small boutique hotel. Yeah, I mean, basically, it's other people fund your lifestyle, right? You get returns and you get to enjoy it. And I mean, have, having been the owner of a boutique hotel, it does feel great to walk around it and speak with people as well. So, uh, right. So, yeah. I mean, what listings do you have that personally kind of excite you and why at the moment? So I have, I actually have a small boutique hotel. It, it's not, it's a little bit different. It's a glamping hotel. So um, it is situated on five acres and overlooks uh, the ocean out there uh, at Playa Avellanas. Um, it has three large platforms with three massive uh, tents that also have um, a full ensuite bathroom. They've got smart TVs. They've got Wi-Fi. So they have all of the modern conveniences that you want when you're staying in a hotel. But it's a little bit more um, authentic in that Costa Rican jungle experience that you you get to hear the sounds of the jungle. Um, you can have it open air. You can turn on the air conditioning, whichever you prefer. Um, it has this gorgeous infinity pool that just offers up the most amazing sunsets. And so I think it, it's a spot that people not only can use as a base when they come to visit and vacation in Costa Rica, but they actually want to spend time there. So not only that, but it also is situated on five acres, which means you can expand, you can grow, you can add more buildings, you can add a home, you can do so much with this piece of property. And it's still under a million dollars, which makes it extremely attractive um, to a certain price point crowd. So that's one listing that I'm really excited about. Um Second to that is uh, that I have a brand new build going up in Mar Vista that is an ocean view, just spectacular luxury home. Um, it just is, for lack of a better term, we're just really tricking it out. It's going to be just a, a, a fabulous spot, four bedrooms, four bathrooms, great sunsets. So 
very different crowds that I'm marketing to either of these properties, but those are two that I'm really excited about. Yeah. I mean, I must say, I, I, you know, I visited the hotel the other, the other day with clients and I was just very impressed with it. Like I know that there is a luxury hotel above it. And like, so it's a, it's, it, it, it works. Uh, and I think that the interesting thing about that five acres is that you can build further out on it. Like you don't need to do the tent camps if you don't want to, you could change that. They're very easy changeable, but like, the raw bones are there for you to take something and just, you can either run with it as it is today um, or you can, you can build even more kind of tents and rooms, which, you know, I would suggest doing just from a revenue point of view, just because like all your costs are already there, uh, you know, and the cost to run three or four doesn't make that much difference to eight. Um, but it just, it, you know, it's, it, it's a great platform to kind of, to begin with. The hard work has already been done there, which is Correct. nice. You've already yeah. got your utilities. You already have your high-speed Wi-Fi. You've already got a beautiful pool area, outdoor living space. You have a restaurant on site. So all of that is already done. And how yeah. you choose to build it out is is up to you. So yes, yeah. definitely. Fantastic. Well, I mean, I always like to ask people about like the beach towns in their area that they think are going to grow the most over the next five to 10 years. But I mean, in your area, because you cover quite a bit of, you know, that, that uh, northern Guanacaste area, I mean, which beach towns do you think are going to grow most over the over the future? Um, so I, I see Avellanas, for one, I think is just on a rocket trajectory. Uh, there are plans to pave the road that runs between Paraiso and um, Hernandez. And part of that has already been done. Yeah. And I think once you put that infrastructure in place, it's only going to exacerbate the, the development, which is already going gangbusters. I mean, we're, we're, we've seen places like the Point and the Enclave, um, lots of little uh, 10,000 square meter properties putting cabinas out there, um, some that are already e existing that have been renovated and made more luxurious and more restaurants, more community gathering spots. I mean, all of this has happened over just the last couple of years. So I think that that beach is gonna see a lot of growth um, very quickly. In addition to that, on the other end of the spectrum, we have the brand new marina in Flamingo. And so that is bringing in a huge new crowd um, with some pretty high-end luxury expectations. So I think you're going to see that market, you know, jump in price point even more than it, than it already has. And you're going yeah. to see developments that are already in place expanding as much as they can. And what we're starting to see are people coming in, developers coming in and buying huge pieces of property and starting to um, build on those as well. So that area is really expanding. If you ask my um, office mates, they will tell you that they expect uh, both Nosara and Santa Teresa to just explode as well in the next uh, year more, or so. And more, more than it has done? I mean, yeah, even, even right? more. Yeah. Well, because because remember that both of those locations, those locations are south of us, right? They're they're down the Nicoya Peninsula. And those uh locations they're still on dirt roads. It it's yeah. still um a challenge to get to them. So we're pretty well established where we are, even though we're I'm just talking about paving the road to Avellanas. 
um, those areas are even more remote. And so I think when you see the infrastructure catch up, you're going to see even a bigger explosion. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. It's going to really be interesting over the next coming years to just see what happens to these beach towns as kind of, as you said, I mean, paved roads do a lot to a, to a beach town. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, they do. Well, Jill, my last question for you that I love to ask everyone is if you inherited $500,000 and had to invest it in a business or real estate in Costa Rica, what would you do with it and why? So if I inherited $500,000 and could invest in Costa Rican real estate, um, for me personally, and I think this is just where I am in my life, I have a family, I have lots of family that want to come and visit. I think what I would do is invest in a three bedroom condominium in the Tamarindo area as yep. close to the beach as I can possibly get. And that would give me a good return on investment for renting out short-term rental and then also give me a guest space for people to have their own space, to have their own Costa Rica experience. Um, and that's how I would would use that property. I'm seeing really good returns on clients' investments in the last six months, just 15, 16% in some cases in these condominiums that are located in the Tamarinda area, walking distance to the beach. They're just doing really well. Yeah. So I think that would be a solid investment um, for, for long-term. And then eventually you could flip it and sell it. But for me personally, that's where I would put my money. Well, and then also your family doesn't need to stay with you. They're far enough away that they're there and then they don't, they can't come over your house. They can't literally just walk straight into your house, right? I know how you're thinking, Jill, don't worry. Everyone likes their own private space, Richard. Hey, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. So uh, yeah. Well, Jill, this has been great. Really appreciate you taking the time and sharing this knowledge with us here on the podcast. Anyone that wants to get in contact with Jill, I'll put all of her contact uh, details in the description. But Jill, thank you very much. And uh, we hope you have a great holidays. You're welcome. Thank you so much for having me. And I wish you a great holiday as well. I hope we get to see each other again soon. Sounds good, Jill. Have a good one. You too. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed that podcast there with uh, Jill Reed uh, from the uh, Dalton Group there. Uh, as you can see there, she's a wealth of knowledge, been here in Costa Rica, has built our own home there in uh, Hacienda Pania. Um, and again, just, you know, it's just a just very smart. So, uh, you know, she just gave away some sage advice there. But Anyway, if anybody wants to get in contact with us, they can do info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. As you can see, we have a, a wide breadth of knowledge. Um, we have fingers in many different pies and many different businesses. So, you know, our goal is to really get a viewpoint of kind of ha what's happening all over the country in certain areas uh, and sometimes provide the logic behind the emotion of investing in Costa Rica. Um, but hope everyone has a great holidays here. Uh, I'm gonna actually going to go to I'm going to Europe for a couple of weeks here, uh, taking the family to Europe to what looks like freeze my butt off. Uh, I'm not too sure why I'm doing this, but uh, let's just spend time with the family. But anyway, thank you very much for all your support this year, guys. Uh, if you've enjoyed this podcast, please give us a great review, five stars, thumbs up, uh, and I'll see you in the new year. Have a good one. Bye. The number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica. 